You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 184, Feng Shui Qi Forecast, August 2022. Welcome to episode 184 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out, visit our website. You can sign up for our mailing list for special free workshops and opportunities to ask questions for our podcast. And even right now, we have a free Feng Shui Basics class that's available only to our newsletter subscribers. So be sure to sign up. You can go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll down to the bottom, and you can see how to sign up for our mailing list. And we also have some things coming up in August. We're preparing to welcome our new class of certification students and we're open for enrollment right now. We will have a couple of upcoming live information sessions about the certification program. So it's a nice time to see your faces to get on zoom and hear about the program and sometimes we do like a little feng shui floor plan boot camp ahead of time so again all of this is available to our newsletter subscribers be sure to sign up and we hope to see some of you in a class sometime soon so this month we are welcoming august i can't believe it's almost august right I know. Yeah, it's the shift. It's starting to shift. The end of the summer is here. Yeah, and it's been so hot already. It feels like August. Yeah, this is the hottest time of the of the summer right? we're going into here. And it's been already hot. And I know probably for listeners all over the world, especially in Europe as well, experiencing this uh, heat unprecedented. So I think we will all be looking forward to the end of August and September to some relief of this heat yeah and august is also my favorite month because it's my birthday month and i also <laughs> like <laughs> i like august because it's it's nice it's a very quiet kind of month to take time off and relax mm-hmm. a little bit right yeah it's a lot of time a lot of people take this off as their summer vacation and enjoying these last hot month of summer so what we like to do when we do these chief forecasts as we talk a bit about key dates to start before Angie and this month, Angie will be doing an I Ching Ching reading about what our listeners need to know or what they can think about as we move into this energy of August. The dates and terms, solar terms that we like to look at. So we like to see a little bit about what's happening with the chi of the month, the energy, the seasons, um, the natural world and really connecting and plugging in a little bit more with that. And one way to do that is if you have been listening to these, we've been doing these for a while now, you know that we talk about the solar terms. There are 24 solar terms. It is an ancient Chinese almanac, if you will, a way of predicting and looking at what's going to happen through the seasons and how we shift so that you know farmers can plan things so that you know people can be connecting, connected with what's happening seasonally and weather, etc. So the solar terms, there's two solar terms for August. And the first one on August 7th is called Autumn Begins. And it's the 13th solar term of the year. And although it says Autumn Begins, we all probably think that there's no way that we would think of August the 7th as autumn. 
you know, bear in mind that these are slow transitions. These aren't like you turn a light switch off and now you're in autumn. So this is the point where the earth shifts and days start to become a little bit shorter. And these last days of summer will continue. So this hot, dry, really hot, like peak hot is going to continue for at least the next 30 days. And it actually is the hottest point of the summer because the yang energy comes to its peak, but it has to peak before it can shift and go back down, right? So we're hitting this peak and then we're going to start to shift and turn and move more slowly into a more yin time. And so this time of August is also an in-between season. So you are late summer and moving into early autumn. It means there's a little bit more earth chi. In the five elements, earth is a boundary between the other four elements. So it represents the in-between seasons. So we've had a lot of fire. We still have a lot of fire. We're getting in some earth is kind of coming in here to give you that late summer. And then it's eventually going to shift when we get into the autumn into metal. Okay, but right now we're still very, very hot. But remember, this is a slow transition and we're seeing things like the bounty harvest. We're starting to collect and store things. We're starting to reap the harvests that we've sown all summer. And then on August the 23rd is the 14th solar term and it is called limit of heat. So this is where we're again shifted into moving toward autumn but we can start to feel the cooler days. And this is in the Northern Hemisphere, obviously. It will be different if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. But when you wake up in the morning, late August, you really feel that the mornings are a little fresher. They're a little cooler. The heat has broken. So autumn is coming. That earth boundary line is beginning shift into metal. Okay, we're getting, we're getting closer to, to metal as we move into autumn and fire is dissipating. And another key date or natural phenomenon is the moon. We talked about the full moon. And in August, we have a super moon. It's the last of the four super moons of the year. And basically super moon just means that the moon just happens to be at that point when it's full, closest to the earth. And it's called the sturgeon super moon. And that's on August 11th. And the sturgeon, the reason for the sturgeon is one point, although now because of overfishing, it was the time when you could fish for sturgeon in the Great Lakes and that they would be most abundant. It's almost like a prehistoric creature. These sturgeons are unbelievably huge. In Canada, they have them in Europe as well. And that is why it is recognized because it is that time when you would fish these. So those are the key dates for August. The shift is coming. There's a transition. So if we were to talk about sort of overall what the chi of August would be, it's also a monkey month and it's Angie's birthday, of course, but we'll talk a bit, Angie, you know, we can talk a bit about the monkey month as well. And if you're a monkey or you're compatible with a monkey to think about that, the chi of August overall is again, we're, we're tipping, we're going over the tipping point. We're receding the yang peak of the hottest begins to recede and we're shifting into yin very, very slowly. Toward the end of August, we start to think about storing things, maybe preparing harvest time. We start to get into that autumnal mindset. We're going to start to shift into that with those cooler mornings, which makes sense because we're moving from that fire, you know, outside big 
energy being out in that, you know, sun. And then we know it's coming because it inevitably does come because that's, these are predictable cycles. The earth energy helps us to sort of create that boundary so that we can prepare. And as we shift into metal, chi, which uh, the chi of metal, which we'll be getting in when we get fully into the autumn months. That seems really aligned with what I received from my I Ching reading. So for this month, for August, I asked the I Ching, what does the Holistic Spaces podcast listener community need to hear today or right now, whenever you're listening, to best navigate the energy of August 2022? And I received the first hexagram I received the primary hexagram is 14 which is known as or described as sovereignty or great harvest and that transforms or shifts into a resulting hexagram of 64 not yet fulfilled also called before the end which is actually the last hexagram in the I Ching and so if you've been following us for a while or if you've taken one of my classes recently where I talked about how to work with the I Ching, the I Ching is called the Book of Changes. So this particular reading and what Laura talked about with this energy in August is a lot about shifting and changing and to recognize that things are always shifting, moving, and always in transition, and there's cycles. And it's interesting that we did get like this last hexagram as a resulting hexagram, which one might think it means the end, but really it means it's before the end and it's the end and it's the beginning. It's all of those things at the same time. These seemingly opposing forces all happening at the same time. So let's talk about the first hexagram that we received. And it's, again, it's number 14 if you have your I Ching around with you. And in the two books I'm working with, one book calls it Sovereignty, the other book calls it Great Harvest. And the hexagram is Lee or fire over metal. So I just took some notes and this first hexagram tells us about what we're all feeling right now at this time, like what's our present situation. It's a very auspicious hexagram telling us that we are in a position where we are feeling very successful. We're feeling very sovereign. We're feeling very great. We are leading things that we have harmony, that we are harvesting. Like Laura talked about harvesting. We're, we're on the verge of receiving a great harvest. So this is all good. But one thing to always remember in these wonderful times, in these positive times, that we can approach with moderation, with modesty to keep our ego in check because we should never forget that things constantly move and you need to kind of understand that's the reality of our life here on earth, that things are always changing. One of my books even says sovereignty, while it seems really auspicious, can also be a burden as well as a blessing. So you really need to focus your attention on enhancing and being present, enhancing this, what you receive at this time with a true heart, with goodness. And in one of the books, it talks about the ideograph that is related to this hexagram. And there's an image of 
a hand grasping at the moon. It says here in one of my books that the ancient Chinese knew that during a lunar eclipse, the moon was taken away and the world fell into darkness. So in this context, we have to consider that even though we're getting something, it seems like we're receiving something like a harvest. We're not really possessing anything. We're not taking anything. In fact, we're recognizing that within this prosperity and abundance, it's actually about transition. And the secret to all of this is to not to be too proud and not to spill over or lose yourself with pride and wanting to gain more and more. In fact, you receive more by becoming empty, by being modest and having a true heart. And another book I have alludes to Lao Tzu, who is a Chinese philosopher, where he talks about the best rulers are not those that are known by the people, not those that are the most loved and praised or feared or despised. It's the ones that simply do their work and do what's required and then follow the Tao, follow the path of nature. And so when we look at how this is working in tune with the resulting hexagram, we have the second Yao changing from a yin line to yang line. And so we get hexagram 64, which is the last hexagram in the I Ching, which is fire over water. And again, that's described as not yet fulfilled or before the end. And in relationship to the first hexagram, we're reminded that we have tremendous amounts of resources to work with and we have the wherewithal and ingenuity to really have success. So again, it has this, it's very auspicious that we have this ability to have great success and we have all that we need, but again, we need to approach with an empty heart and to realize that to achieve your goal is not to complete something, but really to recognize that something new is coming because like with the moon again, after the moon waxes, the moon begins to wane. So after something is fulfilled, there's emptiness. So within this movement and the cycles of things becoming full and things becoming empty, that's when we start to have balance and equilibrium and that recognize that the goal isn't just to get to an end, but that there's always some new beginning. There's always a new cycle as we're moving towards autumn. And even within disorder, there's order that can be created so that we can always be fluctuating between these dualities. So remember, there's great opportunities for success. There's, we're in this bright season where summer is ending and we're moving into fall where there's always this feeling of completion and a little bit of sadness in terms of like the summer ending and this fire season ending and moving into this metal season. And so know that this is not just the end, that it's a new beginning. One of my books also says that it would be a mistake to imagine that by achieving your aim, you will bring matters to a close and that good judgment and order will prevail because the time before the end, which is where we're coming to, can be compared to a lengthy trek over a high mountain. So it's not just about getting to the top of the mountain, but 
enjoying and observing and being curious about the path up, which gives you information about how to explore and navigate the path down, but also recognizing that we're in this creative cycle of rebirth over and over and over again. So as we say goodbye to the warm weather, as August closes, as we send our kids to school, as the weather gets cooler and the leaves start to get crisp and we harvest things and things come to a fruition, it's really just a way of welcoming new things to come. So overall, we can work with this energy. You can start thinking about the idea of transitioning and enjoying that slow process because it won't happen overnight. We're not going to all of a sudden arrive at things being done and coming to fruition. Right now, the energy that is surrounding you is one of transition, but it is a transition into a calmer, quieter, more harmonious energy. And you're moving away from that big fire. And there is a shift. And if you look at hexagram 14, where it's fire over heaven, it's the sun high in the sky. And what that sun is going to do is it's going to start to, you know, the days are going to be shorter and, you know, the change line into, you know, it's changing, it's transitioning away from that big fire sun high up in the sky. And you're going to start, just start to think about how you can store your energy because this is what nature does, right? And what we do as humans, you know, we harvest and then we plan on how we're going to store the, you know, these, all of these, all this abundance, all of this stuff, all of these resources Angie was talking about that we're, we have, and you can be really abstract about it, or you can be really literal about it. You can say, okay, I have you know, all of this from the summertime, I literally have this abundance from my garden. Fine. I'm going to store it. How am I going to store it? How am I going to can things? That's what you do this time of year. How am I going to use it throughout the winter months? Because that's what you're preparing for. I mean, this abundance and this height of summer that we're shifting out of into the fall, it's all about preparing for those dark, cold days of winter. And it's a slow process. And you don't want to just all of a sudden find yourself there and, you know, haven't really prepared yourself for it. So use this energy right now, which is the earth, you know, transitioning from fire earth energy to prepare and enjoy obviously the last days of warmth and outside time, because you're slowly going to be starting to shift to more yin internal. Okay. So that could even be you with your energy, you know, conserving your energy. You've, you've, it's been a big abundance, lots of yang energy, and just start to work with your breath. Start to maybe start to consider, you know, playing around as the days get cooler with uh, meditating, okay? Something that's going to slow and calm your energy down a little bit so that you can meet this quieter yin energy. From a feng shui standpoint, what you can do to support yourself is as I was saying, you know, meditating, doing some breath work. And you can actually pick a couple of specific areas in the Bagua to work with. One, you can work with Kun, which is an area that actually ties into this timing as well, because the Bagua has seasonals as well. And it's an earth gua, and it's a receptive earth gua. So it's a yin earth gua. And it's all about you. It's all about self-love. When you think about it, you, it is about the mother and it is about partnership and relationships. That's what everyone thinks about, but it's got a much deeper meaning, which is really about being receptive and opening yourself up to that yin energy. So you can work with that area of the Bagua if you want. And if you know the Bagua, 
it's Kun or relationships or partnerships, you can go onto our blog website and you can download the Bagua map uh, e-kit that we have if you need some help. That would be one area that you could work with that connects as well with the energy. I just thought of one other thing that could be great too, because you talked a lot about moving into this from this transition from summer to fall to storing things and thinking about storing your energy, like even literally maybe storing or canning things or putting things away, maybe putting the summer things away. But then in turn, if you can also consider what can you bring out of storage as well. So so you can start to see that cycle again. It's not just about putting away, but what was put away before that can be renewed and come back. So as you're putting away your summer things or storing for the winter or you, or harvest doing something with what you've harvested at this time, memories, objects, berries, whatever it is that you've been working with, seeds, how can you also bring things that you've had hibernating from the winter, how can they come out where it could be literally clothes or decoration or home things, or even books that you've put into storage, like books represent wisdom and knowledge, like some knowledge or some hobbies that you've put to the wayside. And how can you bring those different things that you've said goodbye to back and have them regrow in your life? Yeah. And think about being kind to yourself while you're doing all of these things, because the energy, there's a desire to keep up this big young energy because we're taught as a society that, you know, bigger is better, faster, bigger, brighter, all these things, but you should embrace the shift into the more yin energy and take it gracefully and slowly as well, because that's how the seasons do it. And, but having said that it's August you know, it's early August still, and we've got lots of hot days coming. I mean, thinking about fall now is kind of crazy, but know that the peak is here and that it, a shift. Next time we talk about this, we're going to be rolling into some, some, some more stronger autumn talk, even equinox. So, you know, it, it doesn't take long before these shifts come and it's good to sort of start getting your energy there ahead of time. And so, start to look look forward to the yin that's coming. Definitely. So we hope everyone has a wonderful August. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can listen in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others. You can subscribe, leave a review. You can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses. We teach feng shui at mindfuldesignschool.com. Follow us on Instagram at mindfuldesignschool. You can also sign up for our mailing list for special offers and workshops that are only available to our newsletter subscribers. If you go to mindfuldesignschool.com and scroll to the bottom, you can sign up there. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.